Welcome to Sales Enabled, the podcast for salespeople, sales leaders, and sales enablers everywhere who are committed to making the sales profession better for everyone involved. Hey everybody, in episode 21, I'm joined by Harry Kendallbacker from Global Performance Group, talking about a topic that is shaking the world of sales at the moment, and that is AI. However, we're not going to be talking about outreach sequences and creating new prompts and content. Instead, we're going to be talking about how salespeople need to think about developing their skills as buyers start to use AI to push salespeople out of the buying process altogether. Harry has a wealth of experience in training buyers and salespeople alike, so has a great perspective on how these two parties can work together, combining AI with HI, or human intelligence, to improve the impact salespeople can have on the decision-making process. This is a really interesting look at how salespeople need to be evolving themselves to develop elite-level relationship and questioning skills if they want to remain relevant, especially in the world of high-value sales. So let's not waste any time and jump straight into the conversation. Harry, good morning. Great to see you again, buddy. How's Friday? We're, we're ahead of the weekend. You're wearing orange. You're full of energy. You've obviously got something exciting planned for, for your couple of days. Dan, I do have something exciting planned. Uh, it is my 23rd wedding anniversary tomorrow, uh, and the Salzburg festivals are on, so we're going to go and see a performance. I've got no way my wife will surprise me. Uh, so we have a good weekend ahead. We had a good weekend. Thank you for, for being part of the, uh, your podcast here. It's great to have you on. Actually, before we even get into today's topic, which we're going to talk about AI and sales, um, yeah. 23 years is is an accomplishment you know i'm i hit seven years this year and you learn something every year so give it give us the rundown what what does it take to get to 23 years successfully and still be smiling i don't know you probably better ask my wife but uh i would say keep talking to each other uh uh, keep talking about what what drives each other on, and have a, a common vision, and uh, drive towards that that goal together. And uh, keep talking, keep doing exciting stuff, and uh, you know, uh, happy as probably more happy than 23 years ago. I have to say, because you sort of, you know, you you mature, you you at this stage, I know my wife more than half of my life so that's that's pretty exciting so uh so keep talking being honest and have a vision i guess if you want to uh, want me to summarize it amazing congratulations Thank uh you. here's to the next 23 years and and right. enjoy the the salzburg festival that sounds like a lot of fun um but we're going to be talking about AI today. Uh, we're going to we're going to go slightly differently. You know, you and I have probably been on a number of these webinars where we talk about sales and how salespeople can use AI, and you know, everybody's generating generic prompts and automating outreach sequences and and things. I think, and you know, I've gone on record to say that AI will probably replace the bottom half of of sales and outreach. Right, all the stuff you can automate. But you know, you and I probably work in in a. I don't use I don't even want to use it derogatory, but grown-up sales or high-value sales, where it's probably a little bit differently. I don't think you can use that. So we're going to talk about AI in a slightly different context, yeah. uh, which is how do you apply it, or how should salespeople be thinking about working alongside AI? And you know, we've caught up on this topic, and you know that I, there's, I'm, I'm a big fan of documentaries, 
big fan of documentaries. There's two documentaries I talk about quite a lot uh, if you ever speak to me. The first one is a parenting documentary called Bad Boys 2. Uh, it features Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. There's a very well-known scene if you're into parenting. Then you'll know the scene I'm talking about. And as a father of a yeah. young daughter, I look forward to putting those lessons into practice. But the other documentary that I like to watch is The Terminator. Right, And The Terminator is this documentary that talks about the rise of AI and how AI then becomes self-aware and decides that it's actually better just for AI because human beings are probably a waste of space on the planet and you know hilarity ensues, as they say. First question for you then, what's your take on AI? Is AI coming to take the jobs of salespeople? Are salespeople the new blockbuster and AI is Netflix? What's your take? So I think AI is happening. I think um, we we have to have a certain uh, attitude towards it. I think being scared of it and uh, not learning and integrating it into your even personal life is a mistake because the change will happen. There's a saying the only constant in life is change. You either go against it or with it, or you create it to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so AI will be happening. Now, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about and then I will say and probably you will say is based on our current status right now, our current assumptions. So nobody has a crystal ball on this. I think when it comes to sort of the job security, you know, topic, people are worried about their jobs, especially also in sales. And the reality is that a lot of the the roles, a lot of the activities that can be automated, in my my opinion, is more early funnel, meaning mm. marketing, automation, you know, um, anything that brings leads to the table, anything that helps us to scheduling. There will be virtual assistants, there will be bots, there will be different sort of things to replace the current uh, let's call them SDR, sales development reps, the early sales funnel activity. Now, it'll be an illusion to think that they won't be a place, replaced. They will be replaced over years. So what is it that uh, how we should behave? We should have an, an, an open view towards AI, and especially in sales, I think, it will be a little bit, and, and everybody hates when I say this, but I think it's true. It will be a little bit like going back to the old days, meaning that relationships will be critically important again. Um, the how can I help you run your business more effectively versus trying to push the product or even push the solution, uh, those things uh, will be 100% replaced. So I think Going back to the old days where salespeople will have a sort of a, a, a longer response, you know, a, a responsibility over the entire sales cycle, apart from the stuff that gets automated, uh, will be in the future. And for that, in my opinion, we'll talk about this a little bit uh, later on, there has to be an elite skill level to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think the right sort of attitude towards what's going to come in the Terminator age. And by the way, I'm Austrian. Annie, I'll be back. You know, the only famous Austrian <laughs> actor ever. Um, apart from actually, there were a couple of others. Um, you know, I think it's go with it. 
learn as much as you can, integrate as much as you can, be a real expert in that because others will be. And try mm. to not resist it. I, I spoke uh, earlier today with somebody. They said, oh, oh, you know, how can we stay current in our status where we are as long as we can? I said, that's a completely the wrong attitude and the, yeah. the, the wrong view on this. You need to think about how are you going to move the past with that knowledge uh, to stay current, to stay ahead. So a little bit of a long-winded answer for you. Uh, uh, I do think there are some benefits and limitations to AI, and we'll be talking about that um, later on too. Uh, but yeah, it will come. Go with it. I think that's that's spot on, right? It, you know, look at historic, uh, you know, big changes of things that have come about. You know, the internet, those kind of things, where it is a quantum leap. There were people at the time that. That said this isn't going to work you know and then you look right. at the the general generational change of business i had a friend of mine who used to work for yellow pages you know you remember back right. in the day that massive chunky yeah. book that had every single number in there they owned the market right of small business search right and then they say well this internet yeah. thing is probably not going to come along people will always want to look in a book and then suddenly Google came along and said, oh, you know, here's this thing you can look for people online. Um, and it's that that shift, right? So I think yeah. you're right. Salespeople need to embrace it and try and stay current, even though it moves quickly. How are you doing? How are you staying abreast of everything at the moment? Uh, yeah, uh, good question. Just to add on to, to what you said a second ago, um, you know, in the past 15, 20 years, there were two major changes in our sort of generation, which was first with the internet and then with smartphones. Mm. That changed a lot of it. The third one will be AI, there's no doubt about it. So um, how are we going to use it is key. And, uh, and your, uh, so, sorry, remind, remind me again, what was your question? How, how, are you, how are you staying on top of it? Because it, it seems to move so fast. Well, uh, you know, you just, have to um, have to look at the tools that are currently available, um, JetGPT and so forth. I don't. You need to start using those and trying to integrate that into into your business. Mm. And from from our perspective, from a learning perspective, obviously we can in include a lot of uh, the tools that are out there right now. With some of them, I fear that they are not as ripe as they could be right now. So there is sort of a striking a fine balance between what are we going to implement into our processes? And is that really the level of ripeness these tools are to give us the most results? Yeah. And also to, I think, pace the growth a little bit. There is, you know, AI will help us in sales to scale massively, quickly, yeah. fast. There's yeah. a lot of research out there in preparation for this podcast. I have a couple of things that I'm going to share later. But so we will scale immensely fast. The question is, can we still fulfill the need of the customer while scaling so fast? Mm. And so you will have different issues to, uh, to attend to with that explosion of, of 
of growth and, and sales leads and, and scalability. So you still need to not forget you, you, your job is to fulfill and attend to the needs of your customer. Now, yeah. finding that balance is going to be key. And the answer how you do that, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. I, I like how you're playing around with them and, and just kind of getting stuck in. But I also like you, you've, you kind of mentioned there that we're still responsible for the outcome, right? As salespeople, we're still responsible. If I think back to, do you remember when Google Maps was first released and everyone was going crazy and you'd stop printing those thousand pages of directions. (laughs) But then people would say, well, Google says, take a right here. And they would drive into a river or something like that. And they're like, well, Google said to do it. So I think we're in that kind of, yeah. Be aware that it may not be perfect, and as you know, we're still working off limited data sets. As data increases, then it's going to get smarter. Right. Um, but we are still, you know, sentient beings. We are still aware of, of the wider process. So, I also like what you said there. It's, it's going to be the low value menial tasks. Um, and and when I say menial, I don't mean as um, you know shouldn't be done by people, but the, the ones that are available to be automated will be the ones that get automated first. So like you said, research, you know, people should be using ChatGPT for research. They should be using right. it to automate appointment bookings, calendar scheduling, all of those kind of things, the chatbot elements um, for engagement. So I see those, those low value, but maybe high volume touch points being kind of the first bits and pieces to go. So mm. if salespeople are freeing up some time, I guess the question is, and you talked about relationships, where where should we lean into with that additional time? What's what's going to be the high value use of a salesperson's time moving forward? Okay, so when you look at transactional sales, you know, AI will help you to predict buying behaviors and frequency of buying and all this stuff. For the more transactional sale, I think, and that will be mostly automated. What's the stat that existed in the last couple of years? I think it's, uh, and I think it's slightly changed now. 70% of the buying decision has been made before you even engage with a buyer. I think that will yeah. increase for a certain level. That percentage mm. will increase for a certain level still. Yeah. So, what's the few percent that they are left is that salespeople really need to, in my opinion, become industry experts they need to help you to not come in and ask the same old rubbish questions say oh well you're up at night oh what what are you looking for what 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 yeah. are you doing? that that's outdated and 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 not relevant anymore and it doesn't provide value to you think about it right yeah. if i can come in and ask you questions that quite honestly i only need the confirmation to my assumption that does not provide value to you. So yeah. I need to be at an elite level to structure a conversation that gets you to think about things that you haven't thought of before. Yeah. Needs that you haven't appreciated that can help you run your business better, for example. So I need to, or salespeople generally need to become super, super skilled at an elite level. And you hear me say that word a number of, uh, a few times, four times, because I'm so passionate about this, you can't crop up with mediocre skills anymore in the age of AI. Mm-hmm. You, if you want to survive in this, you need to be at a top, top, top level. 
And that means how do we create a conversation? How do we use uh, AI at our disposal, data-driven insights, for example, and include that in my conversation with customers that helps them to run their business more effectively? So again, think about uh, what is it that you can influence? Somebody very yep. smart told me at a very young age, don't worry about what's happening around you. Make sure you focus on what you can influence. And yep. what you can influence is how I handle the tools, how I use the tools, and how I improve my uh, my skill level to execute a better sales conversation, 100%. So, so what I'm hearing then, if, if I'm a salesperson right now, you're saying, right, become an, an expert in my marketing industry. So learn, yep. I guess, the the this the area of work that I'm in uh, and how that applies to my clients and know the challenges that they're facing before you even have to ask them. So you take some of those things off table stakes. Right. But what I'm hearing then from, a, like you said, if, if they're going to 75, 80% before they even engage with me, then they've probably made a decision to buy or they know what their ballpark areas they need to buy, right? So it sounds like what you're saying is the salesperson's primary or kind of main focus then is two things. Number one is configuration. It's not that you're going to buy this, it's how you're going to buy it. So right. you've decided to buy a car and you've, you've chosen a brand or you between two brands, it's the configuration of that car you know, it's their engine, stereo. I'm, I'm not going to go into car details because I, I would get found out very quickly. Uh, does it go broom, broom is about as far as I go. <laughs> so it's the configuration of the product. And then it's the, it's the comparative versus other suppliers in the market and really identifying the unique aspects of products that add the value in the areas that the client wants to focus on. Is, is that kind of, is that what you're seeing? Yeah, I would add one layer to that because I think, you know, I come out of the sales training industry, right? I've been there for 22 years now. I've worked for a number of players in the industry. Uh, well, we have our own company now to drive uh, higher sales performance. And, and, and when you think over the years, what has been in our industry, it was, you know, first it was about how do we describe our product uh, you know, in the most fanciest way, the sort of the technical field. Then there was the shift to let's, you know, shift to a more consultative way of selling. Then there was a shift of let's not so much consult, let's sell the solution on it. And then there was this whole wave of how can we challenge people's assumptions and so forth. And that's good. I believe, and, and none of them is really bad, they are adjusting to whatever time there is, right? And yep. whatever whatever buying behavior there is, which is a key thing. I think the wave nowadays has to be focused on, on how do we create outcomes better for you? Mm. How do salespeople sell based on creating outcomes, better outcomes uh, for their clients? And that requires a very different conversation. And if I only find out about what uh, things that you want in your car, that's not good enough. I need to have a structured conversation of what is the outcome that you need to drive with that car. For me then, yeah. you don't care what engine it is. 
like me, you just wanted to do what you need to do to create your outcome for this. Yeah. And that's a conversation that has, uh, you know, uh, really key nuances in it that people have to do differently. Mm. So I love that. That's the distinction, actually. So it's that clarity and goal setting, setting those outcomes right. and making sure the client is crystal clear on that. And then, right. again, aligning product to show how whatever it is you're selling is going to achieve those better than, than anybody else. And another level, even at that super, super elite level, right, is how do we generate new outcomes in the mind of that buyer? Mm. The reality is people, buyers or customers, are aware of the needs that they know. Okay, I have this need yep. and I have that need and I have this need and this could be and this could be. But a really future conversation, outcome-based conversation, needs to be focused on generating new outcomes in the mind of the buyer, things that they're not aware of. Mm. And that's a different ballgame. And if I have somebody coming in selling to me, uh, telling me something and making me aware of and generating things in my mind that I haven't thought about that could help me run my business better, this is the conversation I need to have and not, uh, you know, what keeps you up at night. That's yeah. rubbish. That's brilliant because, and, and also what we're doing there, if you think about it, is we're adding additional value. So we're not solving today's right. problem. We are, we are solving today's problem, but we're also showing you've got these other problems that are coming down the road and we're already pre-solving those for you in certain right. extents as well. I really like and that. And you talked a lot about, we talked recently, uh, you and me, about the whole status quo and decision-making science and all these wonderful things, which by the way, to the topic from today, is still super, super applicable going forward, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's that, uh, it's that um, cost of inaction uh, conversation to move people off the current situation, about the, off the current situation, that, that yeah. it's continuing to be important and it needs to be sprinkled on. Great. And what outcomes are we going to create for you going forward? Yeah. And that's, that's the next level in my mind. You, you talked about the evolution of sales uh, and how we yeah. went from yeah. feature function selling. I remember back yeah. in the day training Xerox salespeople a long, long time ago. Right. You know, it's 10 pages per minute versus 15 pages per minute and black and white versus color. Yeah. Um, it doesn't get much more exciting than that. Um, and then we went through, like you say, consultative selling, solution selling, insight slash challenger selling. Yeah. Um, when I talk about that evolution, it's less on the side of the sales part. Sales are reacting, like you said, to yeah. the buyer. The buyer actually over that period of time getting access to more information. And so, like you said, they didn't need to engage with sales as early yeah. because they could find information. They could do the comparison. They could do all the research. And then, you know, we're, we're pushing sales down to that kind of tail end. How do you see buyers using AI? Because I'm, I'm assuming that if salespeople have got this tool, buyers aren't just kind of burying their head in the sand and going, uh-oh, AI's coming for us. I'm, I'm assuming there's there's ways that buyers are using AI as well. What have you seen on that side of the equation? I think it's really important uh, to bring this piece up because to really have a credible conversation on how AI will impact sales, we need to think how are our bias impacted in this? 
And and this is a very common mistake then that I see in our industry, and especially when you talk about sales forces, they have their solutions, they think about how they sell and how and all these processes and methodologies and all these wonderful things, but they never look at it from the other point of view. We've actually, without putting a big big plug here for us, we've actually we we have a solution that we call dealing with professional buyers and procurement, and it's mm. for salespeople, and it's only and it's delivered by procurement people. And the first thing mm. that they say is when they when we get the group together, is you know what well, guys, all the fancy things you hear in your sales training and so forth. Guess what? We don't care, right? Yeah. Let me share with you how we think, how mm. we create a buying strategy. What are our KPIs? And the reality is sellers have no idea. Yeah. Uh, we work uh, with, uh, with AWS uh, on a number of initiatives and, and, and these guys really live the motto of, let's put ourselves in the shoes of the customer and create everything we need to create with that in mind. Not how I want to sell this to you, but how would I want to buy this, mm. right? Yeah. And, and it's so interesting when we talk about AI and how it will impact sales. Let's take a look at how it will impact uh, a buying. And I'm convinced that that most of the very tactical sales will go away, being automated and so forth. It looks very different with the more complex things. You know, yep. A lot of the times there are RFPs, RFIs, RFQs involved these days. And, you know, it's proven that once an RFP, RFQ, RFI comes out, 50 to 60% of the buying decision has been made before the RFP is even released. So at least there is a strong preference yeah. to a certain supplier. Yeah. So the people, the salespeople really have to be, how do I influence the RFP pre-release? And AI will be able to help by providing better data and information in order to influence the needs and safety RFP. But still take salespeople then to create and cultivate that relationship, that potential partnership pre-RFP release and after. But let's take a quick Sort of, in my mind, we, we also, by the way, train procurement people and buyers on how they negotiate with the suppliers. So we really see both sides, which is a real benefit to us and our business to help us take solutions for both. And it's, but how does a typical purchasing process look like, right? B2B product or services, right? And typically they have five to six steps. Now, step one is, I need to identify the problem internally. Step two is what are the specifications of the product that we need or the solution that we need. Step three usually is, you know, let's describe the need that we then go out. Step four would be let's search for a supplier. Step five, let's get all the proposals in. And step six is the supplier selection. That's roughly mm-hmm. yeah. sort of that buying process. Now, where can AI help in the buying process? 
or what I call actually, let's throw something out there, is a child, which I call human intelligence in that mm -hmm. So AI being yeah. machine learning and AI being human intelligence or human involvement, let's call it, right? Yeah. So when you look at these six steps, right? Step one, problem identification. You really need AI and AI. Specification of the product uh, that is required, you need AI and AI from the view of the buyer, right? Need description, a little bit more AI, that's okay. Uh, supplier search, AI and AI. Proposal selection, AI, AI. Supplier mm -hmm. selection, uh, 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 proposal receiving the same thing. I'm, I'm not going to one step. But apart from one or two, the human involvement and the human intelligence is hugely important for a buyer too. So how will buyer decision-making change? And the research says, I think we touched on that already, that 70% of the buying decision has been made before they even engage the salesperson that will be hired to take on mm -hmm. board. And the trend is going to continue. So I predict that salespeople, again, so I sound like a little bit of a broken record here, need to be at the top of their game, super sophisticated salespeople that be able to influence the decision making. And in procurement and in buying, by the way, uh, there is a trend going on in the last year and a half ish, which is. Okay, before I talk about the trend, let's look at what, what it was in the, uh, in the olden days, the last five to 10 years, there is the senior procurement people, they know everything in the business, they know what they need to buy, they're super top negotiators, you know, it's difficult to deal with them. And by the way, this is also a reason why salespeople kept them away as long as possible, because they thought, oh, they're only going to squeeze their price, right? So why do yeah. I want to talk with them? Right? You know, you need to engage them early, that's, uh, that's yeah. different. But the trend really nowadays is companies put in those buying functions relatively young, out of university, 25-ish yeah. mm -hmm. year old people who basically compare spreadsheets. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and that, that's tough for salespeople. So we need to think about, and especially when you think about the six steps of the buying process that I've just shared, salespeople need to think, how do I get in as early as possible? And how do I create and take value as early as possible before the needs arise, right? Before they're getting aware of the need, which again, uh, what we talked about, the decision-making science and the moving people off the status quo. All these wonderful things come in, 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 in into that path. So buying will change. Will it change uh, for us as salespeople not to have any sort of opportunity to influence? No, I think it's even more important because let me say one more thing, and I'm going a little bit on a tangent here. As you can tell, I'm very passionate about this. There is. When you think about the KPIs that a buyer has or a procurement person has, for example, the common misconception is that price is on their top agenda. Price is not even under four, six, six in their KPIs. Yeah. Every company is a little bit different, right? 
one of their top KPIs is how do we get the right solution out? How do we minimize our risk? Yeah. Right? And with some very large procurement organization, they are t- a task now to be the, what they call internal innovation engine. Why? Procurement hmm. is really the, the function that has to then talk on to the knowledge outside from sales, right? And yeah. they need to share that knowledge internally in the function. They mustn't be seen as a purely buying function. So mm. they, in a way, are the innovation engine that gets the ideas from the outside and shares them inside the organization. So when a sales come in, it used to be on the other side here to be educating uh, these professional buyers, to help them state their needs that they're looking for, to help them state their RFP and so forth. This is when you can really influence and help them, drive them to uh, not just identifying the problems, but thinking what they need in terms of a solution. Harry, that was a beautiful tangent, and I'm glad you went down that path. And I, I heard so many gems. I, if I'm a salesperson listening to that, I'm, I'm feeling two emotions at the same time. One, I'm feeling terrified because it sounds like you said a lot of it is moving to a spreadsheet of somebody just picking and pointing at one. And yeah, we want to get there first and, and kind of column A, if you think about strategic selling, institution selling from back in the day. But I'm also excited because as a salesperson, I you know, I always talk about the best salespeople. You talk about elite salespeople. We need to be educators. We need to have a, 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 an opinion. We need to have a stake in the ground that says, this is what we stand for. And go out and make that happen. And you see some of the best salespeople out there really owning that marketplace, becoming visible experts, educating and building relationships. And we're talking about this building relationships, but before you even engage in an opportunity and as somebody you know you've been in sales training for a little bit so you've probably had this experience inbound leads come in they get qualified and if they're too far up the funnel a salesperson says i'm not going to take that i can't close it i can't close that deal well guess what you now have to sell that deal it's not about just closing deals it's about influencing it's about changing the way people look at problems about setting better outcomes and that is that a new skill, or is that skills that you see salespeople having already? Um, I think it's a skill that has been required many years for now. Um, and I think with the whole rise of you know SaaS companies, where it's only this is the service, quickly close it, move on. And, and it's interesting that you say that we're hiring salespeople right now again, and uh, and. You know, there's some people who said, oh, you know, I'm just there to close. Mm. No, that's not, I don't need a salesperson for that. Yeah. Uh, I need a salesperson that creates a thought-provoking dialogue that helps the customer to get a better outcome. Mm. And that requires a really good high-level skill and yeah. not just the closer. So I think... I think the the need of that level has always existed. It sort of got a little bit diluted with certain wave of certain businesses saying, "Oh, I just sell and then I hand it over to customer success and they they mm. do all the rest." That that's 
that's not the sale that that we're talking about. We're talking about super skills, super outcome focused, relationship based, and you know what takes a little bit the, the the scare away from people is it's really in your corner. You know, you can look at this. You, you you've been in enough in the in the industry long enough. You can always look at an issue in two ways and. In Chinese, the uh, uh, what's that going? The Chinese sign for crisis has two signs. Both of them mean crisis. Apart from each other, it means disaster or opportunity. It depends what you want to focus on. Mm-hmm. So not focus on how does that scare me, and oh yeah. my God, everything will go away. Look at it at an oppor- as an as an opportunity, and look at how you can improve and how you can progress yourself little bit every day. My son told me this the other day. He's a big basketball talent. He said, Dad, 1% every day will get me 365% at the end of the year. That's great. I'm like, okay, you're 13. That's pretty good. Uh, and then that's sort of the, the, the mindset that we need to adapt, a little bit of yeah. progress. And it's, you know, it's the way that people need to think about this. Nobody has immediately that great idea or knows how AI work or know how it's going to impact my job. You know, it's interesting. We always talk about innovation. And when you look at we deal with a lot of different companies, we do the research beforehand. And innovation is always on people's agenda, company agenda, relatively high. Now, what is innovation? Mm-hmm. Innovation is not a quick brainstorm island where everybody huddles up and then we walk away with that wonderful idea suddenly. It's a process, you know, it's yeah. a process of noticing things around you. It's a process of asking the tough questions. It's a process of challenging the current assumptions. That's what innovation is. And all that process leads to innovation. And that's exactly the same thing in sales. You know, uh, when you say, what is it that I have to do? No. You know, think about what the current status is and then in one percent forward every single day try things out challenge the way you've done it before you know in our trainings and processes my favorite people are the super experienced ones because they've grown to a level and they have been and then done that and yeah actually not as good as they think they are and for <laughs> me to have a yeah. mindset of this self-awareness to say let's question that a little bit i know i've been good up until now and this this is a dangerous, dangerous mindset, right? I've been good yeah. until now, got me results to where I am. The world will change. The world will change extremely fast in the, with AI. So yeah. you either can be a passenger in the seat and let it happen to you, or you can be part of that and create a version for you of how you can use it more effectively for yourself and for your organization. So it is exciting. Um, you know, I think about the tools that are coming available for salespeople. And since, you know, you and I back in the day as, as bag carriers, you know, that was a very different space. And so, you know, we as educators as well, we need to stay uh, ahead of this and, and engage. And I love that. Um, brilliant job with your son on the mindset thing. I know he's he's big into his sport. 
Uh, I will challenge the math. Wrong, by the way, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I will challenge the math. One percent every day doesn't equal three hundred sixty-five because you've got compound interest. I'm just going to put the the maths on it. Oh, it's a little bit further on. north than that. Um, so he, he'll, he, but the consistency is the point, right? Yeah. That consistency okay. it keeps adding on. Um, Harry, you, you've delivered some amazing insights. Um, thank you so much, and I love the way you're thinking about this and how you're reflecting, not just you know what we've heard, but applying psychology, business understanding, the buyer side of the equation into this and actually giving salespeople something really tangible to think about. And and what I want to ask you now is, I guess if, if we've done the thinking part, you've talked about taking action, give, give me some of that, some of the things, what are some of the things that salespeople can do today? Forget the, like we said, the automated stuff that's parked. As a, as a senior salesperson, you know, one of those people, like you said, who comes to the training, who's been excellent, how do I take those first few steps in improving my sales process with AI? Just give me a couple of things that you think these would be some really good applications. I think if, if you work for an organization, you will see the changes. Don't resist it. Go with it. Try and see the opportunity of everything. Upskill yourself. You know, obviously there is a number of uh, companies out there that you can educate yourself. Practice, practice, practice these things. Mm. And also get really smart. And this is only you can do that yourself. Nobody else can help you with that. Is get really smart in understanding how buyers want to buy nowadays and how mm. buyers are buying and what is their process of buying. If I understand how you want to buy and what your process is and what your measurements are and the KPIs and all these wonderful things, I can really help you in your process. Um, so upskill yourself and your sales skills to create a more provocative, uh, outcome-focused conversation, not the same old boring stuff everybody else is doing. Yep. Implement and use what either your company is implementing or educate yourself what is out there. Don't don't stay put in um, in roles <laughs> that will go away, early funnel processes and so forth. Uh, think about how you use that for your advantage. Um, and don't be afraid and just do it. Mm, I love it. Dive into the deep end, but you know, have your have your swimming aids on and stuff like that. Um, Harry, I, I love the idea of Brainstorm Island. I hope they do holidays there and uh, and we get to catch up there one day. Um, in full disclosure, the questions from today, guess what? You know, I was thinking about you know, what are some of the good questions? And I went to ChatGPT and I said, okay, what are some good questions to ask about sales and, and AI? And, you know, I got a list of 15, 20 questions. We didn't get anywhere near that today. In fact, I think the topics that we covered, just going to show the AI isn't quite perfect yet, were phenomenal and actually added a ton of value. But, you know, I went through a few different prompts to, to kind of get the better questions. I, I, I used it for white space for, um, and you talked about confirmation bias earlier. I know the things that I know already is what are the things I don't know? What am I not thinking about? And the way I like to use it is, okay, well, I can think of five, 10 questions to ask on a podcast. 
But let's let's get ChatGPT to work. What are 30, 40, 50 questions that could be asked in this space? I'm really, you know, I have a tiny little T-Rex brain. <laughs> How do I use uh, AI to expand my not intelligence, but awareness of all of these things. And and for salespeople, this is it. We have ways of doing things. We get very good. And as you said, salespeople who excel are rewarded for success for doing something a particular way. Um, let's expand that. Let's challenge that. Let's ex- you know, let's go beyond it and and see what the opportunities are. I think you bring up a really cool point because what what is AI? Artificial intelligence. It will grow and expand on the data, on historical data, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. It will go faster and scale and so forth. What AI isn't or cannot do, have any emotional awareness. Yeah. doesn't have any nuances. And at the moment that includes a situation like we have body language. I know you're an LP expert. That plays into it. These are all the things that AI cannot do. Yep. And I don't foresee, and again, we, you know, we don't really know. I don't foresee that happening anytime soon. Uh, so I think that's what we have to focus on and get just really good at. Yeah. For sales, um, it's not going to happen yet. But, and I've had this conversation with my brother who helps train me in the gym. He said, personal trainers are going to go away. Personal trainers will go away very soon. Because think about this. Imagine I was a personal trainer back in a long time ago. Um, what do I do? I count the number of reps. I assign programming. And I make sure somebody's working hard. And I provide encouragement when it's needed. But imagine this. Imagine if I'm on a machine. I'm wearing a suit with those little dots on. Have you ever seen the, the, the kind yeah. of things that allow yeah, yeah. you to do the biomechanical analysis? And I've got a facial recognition machine with me, all right? It can count my reps for me. It can tell by body positioning whether I'm using correct form and correct my form. And it can tell by just looking at my face whether I'm in anguish or enjoying myself, whether I should work hard or not. Imagine, mm-hmm. imagine that. Like We can immediately remove personal trainers from that situation so i agree there's there's going to be a time when emotional reaction becomes possibly part of the data set don't see it being yet but um it's exciting it's fun but like i said we're we're now back to the terminator space where we started and uh you know we just need john connor to come along and save us all (laughs) that's right that's right i love the did you watch the latest arnie documentary I've seen actually I've seen two of the three. Uh, I'm a yeah. huge fan of Arnie. Uh, yeah. I keep meaning to get down to Graz, which I don't think is too far away from, no, from where is, you are. You drive through the little village and it's like nothing. It's like 200 meters long. That's it. Yeah. But uh, actually, coming back to Arnie, what I love about Arnie, and this is the, in the documentary, is his ability to evolve. His right. is better than anybody, and I think this is what salespeople should look yeah. at. Arnie went from you know small village guy to global bodybuilder to Hollywood megastar to governor of California to whatever is coming next. Right. And he didn't flinch. He didn't break stride. It just, it was a natural evolution. And so salespeople, this is, this is our natural evolution. AI is the next step. Um, so I think we can, we can take a, a leaf out of Arnold's book. Yeah. Um, Harry, the, the <laughs> clearly change and generation is coming out of Austria. This is, this is what we're saying. <laughs> 
probably yeah. Uh, what what I what I add to that is I think uh, what is so admirable about this situation and, and, and Ali's career is that he always faced huge pressure against. Yeah. In his early stages, you know, everybody said you can't be an actor because your action is weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody said you can't be a politician because how could you, right? Yeah. You can't even say a straight sentence. Uh, yeah. and, and this sort of this huge pushback and the desire then to still go for it and then have the agility to adjust and improve and yeah. question and challenge and progress. And I think that sums it up really nicely for salespeople. Too. You have to have a certain stability with it. And if your yeah. skill level is high, you've got to have the confidence too to live that agility because depending on where it goes, you know, you have something to bring to the table and you're convinced of not what just what you're selling, but how you're selling it and that your way is the right way and that you are going to help to improve outcomes for your clients. That will get the job done eventually. Harry, this conversation has energized me. I am ready for the weekend. I don't have the 23 years of weddings uh, to celebrate. Congratulations once again. But thank you for bringing passion, energy, insight, and uh, human intelligence into the artificial intelligence conversation. Uh, I'm sure as a result of this, people are going to be, how do I learn more about Harry? Where's the best place for them to connect with you? globalperformancegroup.com, uh, our company, and uh, Harry Kendelbacher at LinkedIn. Reach out to me. No worries. Excellent. Harry, thank you so much again from everybody, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Happy celebrating. And all the best to you. Cheers. You know what I think, Ron? I think that was a sales call. Good job, buddy. So you're going to buy a subscription? No, I already get the times. Bye-bye.